This is Between Classes, a Kurtaba Islamic Academy production. Coming up in this episode. If you don't make time for health in your youth, make time for illness in your old age. The mind's like a garden. And if you're not going to water it constantly, all the plants are going to die. Show me your five best friends and I'll tell you who you are. Never too old to learn and never too young to teach. I want to be embarrassed of the person I was a year ago. Make that dash count. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My name is Zaid Ismail and you are on the Kushtaba Islamic Academy podcast. I am here with Muhammad Qasim. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. And you, Muhammad Qasim, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, what do you do currently? Where do you... By profession, I'm a personal trainer. Started my fitness journey about 21, 22 years ago. It's something I was very passionate about, about getting the body in shape, making sure that health was a priority. I read a statement when I was young that said, if you don't make time for health in your youth, make time for illness in your old age. Uh, and it stuck with me in my head because I said, no, there's no way. I want to be healthy and I want to help as many people as possible get healthy. But as the journey went on, I realized that more than the body, the mind actually controls everything. Mm -hmm. And if you can't get the mind in order, then forget it. Even the body is going to shut down. So then I did my psychological counseling degree just to understand the mind a bit better. And together it created motivation, which is what my brand is known as. Um, everyone knows me as Mo, so the brand is called Motivation. What it is, is to inspire people to become the best versions of themselves. And if I can do that just to one person, then I've succeeded in what I'm supposed to do. Uh, one thing that came to mind when you said uh, train your body and your mind is uh, you often find that older people, although their physical body isn't failing, their mental, how, how I should say their brain rather, is starting to, start, starting to fall short. Is there anything that you do that addresses that? Is there any exercises that we can do to so slow that process? The mind, as I often speak about, the mind's like a garden. And if you're not going to water it constantly, all the plants are going to die. In the so just like your physical body that needs weights or running or any sort of resistance training to create the muscle, we need to use knowledge and the seeking of knowledge as our weights for our mind. So the more knowledge you seek, the more your mind is constantly working, telling your mind, you cannot go to sleep. You cannot wither away. I need you as much as possible. And when you can shape your mind into that mindset mm. that says that I need you as much as possible, the chances of it diminishing as you get older, um, it's all Allah willing at the end of the day. But if the chances of it diminishing is very slim because you're looking after your mind in a healthy way, feeding it positivity. Remember something, our eyes and our ears are gutters to our mind and our heart. So what we consume through the two of them is vital in terms of making sure we have a good mindset and a good heart set. 
that <laughs> that's a lot to take in, hey. But um, it does make sense, though, hey. What you see, they say the eyes are the soul to the window. But when you look out through something, you can also look through into, into it. Yeah. yourself. So um, that that was very <laughs> interesting, hey. Uh, another thing that comes to mind is the link between physical health and mental health. So exercising, how does that affect your brain? How does that affect your thought processes and your emotions? So there's a science behind it. Um, there's a chemical that gets released in the brain when you feel good. It's called dopamine. Dopamine and your endorphins work together to give you a good feeling. So when you exercise, you're actually releasing these chemicals in your brain. So it might be feeling physically tiring on your body, but what it's doing to your mind, they call it the runner's high, mm. is after you run or after you have a workout, the dopamine and the endorphins that get released in there actually make you feel good and you go back craving more and more. So of course, if the mind is feeling good and you're adding a physical activity, which is making the body feel good, together it's a winning combination. It's actually, it's quite silly to not do the physical aspect because it will help the mental aspect. And on the other side, if your mental aspect is good, surely it will tell you, take care of my physical aspect because if my physical aspect has to fade on me, I will not be able to do anything going forward. Uh, something that I personally struggle with is um, motivation while exercising. I start off really strong, mm -hmm. right? Like that first three days, I'm pushing myself, I'm going, and then I'll slowly start to fall off. Is there any way to combat that? Is there a mental trick I could use? Is, is it just my willpower it boils down to a few things so there are mental tricks that you can use by setting small goals i'm going to go three times this week and then you reach that goal and then you set a new goal for the next week however it comes to a point where you start saying to yourself wait even these goal settings are not working so i need to do something beyond that and what is that that's the answer to life right mm -hmm. consistency and patience those are the two things combined together Winning formula yet again. If you're consistent in something and you're patient, the reward will come. Our religion speaks sure. about it 90 times in the Quran about patience. Sure. Sure. Patience is such an amazing virtue. So we are quitting. Why? Because we are not patient enough to see the results. We live in a world of instant. Everything is instant. Instant gratification, instant photographs, instant food. Everything is instant. We forget that we need to be patient human beings because in patience, sure. everything will come. Uh, <laughs> um, having a little bit of uh, viewing myself internally, you know, and I'm definitely not a patient person. Uh, are we all striving towards it? Gee, we gee. are all striving towards it. Something that came to mind when you said um, in Islam is the, we have this 40-day rule in Islam. Do something for 40 days and it will become a habit. Uh, my cousin is actually waking up for the hundred and for 40 days he's going to wake up with the hundred right? right and it's going to get ingrained in him inshallah. where his internal clock inshallah will be set for that specific time but he says that um some days he just feels like a hey. <laughs> it, it's it's early it's cold nowadays you know like five degrees do i have to do it and then he pushes himself you know it's really quite amazing um one of the questions that we got uh, was to ask you regarding sources for 
maintaining the healthy body and mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any book references you'd like to give forward? Or You know, I always say that, um, show me your five best friends and I'll tell you who you are. <laughs> and the truth is, in a world that we're living in today, we can choose our five best friends on a daily basis. Sure. YouTube is there. Instagram is there. Um, there is endless amounts of information out there. Everyone has someone else that they look towards that will be able to help them. We have our hadith, which is phenomenal. We have amazing ulama that have deciphered it for us and explained it to us in simple English as well. Of course, the Quran and the hadith will be the two main sources to go to. But if you're looking in the Western world as well, there's some really good guys, guys like Tom Bilyeu, Lewis Howes. Um, there's guys like Robert Patterson. They're really amazing guys who have dedicated their mind to putting it down so that we can understand our mind. So go out there, spend some time, one hour a week, find a podcast that you resonate with, learn something so that that mind continuously grows. We want it to always grow. And that's the most important thing. We really need the mind to grow. This is a shameful plug. But, uh, <laughs> Islamic Academy podcast. Um, gee, um, over the course of your motivation on Hilal TV, you engaged in interviews with several individuals. Could you highlight a quote that was shared with you that remained most ingrained within you? From the amazing guests that I've interviewed, from the likes of Sheikh Suleiman Mullah to Molana Baum to uh, Kari Ziad Patel and to Brother Zain Pika, I've had amazing guests on the show. But there was a youngster that came out of a location in Caltonville And he had a speech impediment, was told that he has many disorders and that he will not finish school, became a motivational speaker with the speech impediment. And he said something to me on that show that literally my hair was standing, brought tears to my eyes and I questioned myself. He said to me, when someone is standing at your grave, they need to point at at your grave and say to you, say to the people around you, that I am who I am because of that man. Oh. And it was so <laughs> profound that it sent shivers down my spine because have I impacted someone's life so much that when they're standing at my grave, they can say that I am who I am because of that man. And that's the difference that we need to make in life. The ability to change someone's life so much that even the day you pass away, they're willing to stand right there and make dua for you. And every person's life they change after that becomes a reward for you because you changed their life. So our mission should be how many people can we help in life and how many lives can we change in life? That, that also gave me uh, goosebumps. Uh, phew. <laughs> You're really, you're really loading it on me today, hey? Um, I, I'm struggling to think right now, hey? No, no, this is, that, this is what it's about. It's, it's purely about us becoming the best versions of ourselves. Okay. And if we're not doing that on a daily basis, consistently and patiently, then what are we doing here? How are we benefiting ourselves? How are we benefiting mankind? How are we benefiting the ummah? How are we benefiting our akhirah? We are really not doing it If on a daily basis, you do not wake up and say to yourself, I have this many hours in the day, I need to do something spectacular today to make sure that my tomorrow is a better version of me and my yesterday is a shameful version of me. Something that comes to mind is, um, it's mentioned in hadith, something to the effect of uh, if 
the people you spend time with, uh, if you spend time with good people, yeah, yeah, yeah. You will become a good person. Smell like perfume, yeah. And if you spend time with a blacksmith, you'll become an industrial. Smell like a blacksmith. Mm. In turn, you know, bad people, you will become a bad person. Mm. Uh, I think it was earlier that you mentioned that the people we spend time with, uh, and our effect on them in the long run will obviously transfer over to after we pass away. Is there anything that we can do to make a more significant impact on other people, whether it's directly or indirectly related to us personally? Okay, I'm, I'm going, but... <laughs> I get you. Yeah, I, I know exactly where you're headed to with us. <laughs> yes, there is. Fix yourself up. If you fix yourself up, you tend to attract people that are like you. If you are broken, you will attract broken. If you are healed, you will attract healed. We are energies and we attract those that are like us. If you look at back in the day, in the the 1800s, a prospector was someone that went and looked for gold and found gold and sold his gold. So I often talk about not just introspecting, but intra-prospecting and finding gold within yourself because every one of us has gold within us. So find that gold within yourself. Let it shine out and watch how others are just drawn to you. You are like a light in the darkness and everyone is just drawn to you because they want to be close to you because they know that if I spend time with this individual, I'll become a better version of myself. However, if you're a negative individual and you ooze pessimism out of you and you're constantly complaining or gossiping and backbiting, you'll you'll have people for a limited amount of time and those people will be toxic. And even they will move away from you because it will be too much for them. But if you're a positive person, we all want to spend time with positive people. If you're a positive person, you'll draw people towards you. People will flock towards you because why? They want to be with you. They want to leave feeling good. Same like how exercise releases endorphins. Being with positive people does the same thing to you. So you get addicted to it. You speak about habits. Yes, habits takes 21 to 40 days to form. But in that time, it's very difficult. And there was a book that was written about success. Well, four books. And there were 250 quotes of success or uh, rules of success in each one of those books. And when they asked the author, tell me the number one rule out of all of these. He said, all 999 will not work unless you use this one rule. Do what you have when you have to do it, whether you feel like it or not. And that will make you a successful individual. Procrastination out the window. Out the window does not exist. You don't need it. (laughs) Do not procrastinate, procrastination. Get it out the window immediately. Gee, uh, so you've initiated uh, a a youth mentorship program. Mm. Uh, Could you give us a breakdown of what it's about and what impact it has? So the youth mentorship program, of course, I mean, it can apply to anybody, any human being. But why I prefer starting with the youth is because this is our future. Um, If they change themselves now, we have a healed We have healed adults in the future. So that's what I'm looking to do. What it encompasses is teaching the youth, first of all, self-confidence, then self-belief. Then it teaches them where their emotions come from and how to regulate it. Then it teaches them the mindset and why they behave in specific ways. Teaches them to get rid of all the hurt that's inside of them and to empty themselves out just so that no one can trigger them. Teaches them how not to procrastinate, which we spoke (laughs) about earlier. And finally, and most importantly, it teaches them gratitude. 
because the truth about gratitude, it's like a chain that takes everything you have, this magnetic chain that bundles up everything that you have. And the beauty of a magnetic chain is that it just attracts more and more and more. But bundle it up, look after it, be grateful for what you have and teaching the youth gratitude, something that they know nothing about in this generation, it's very important. But all the methods lead up to that point of gratitude. You said it's called a youth program and earlier you mentioned that it's not exactly just for youth, yeah. right? Um, is it ever too late? There's a beautiful, um, there's a beautiful story. Um, it was Imam Shafi. Imam Shafi and someone saw him walking with his ink pot and his pen. And he was, he had already um, scripted his books and he had done everything that he needed to do in life. I mean, he had given us so much of knowledge that I think if we spend 10 lifetimes, we won't even be able to get the amount of knowledge that he gave us. And someone saw him and they asked him this question. You're an old man now, you're almost like, it's almost time for you to go and you're still moving around with your, your pen. Let's let the, what we would have today is a pen. And he said something so profound. He said, with the ink pot to the grave, which means no matter what, Learn something along the it's way. Uh, it was a beautiful uh, quote that one of one of the youngsters actually told me, and it just stuck with me as well. He said, "Never too old to learn, and never too young to teach." Sure. So no, the age doesn't matter. We can always change. We can always evolve. We will always evolve. There's a reason that Allah says forgiveness. You can ask for forgiveness till the point of gargara, which is sure. the point where your soul is almost out of you. There's a reason for that because change can happen till that point, till that last moment change can happen. So we got to be constantly aware that change can happen and we got to put it into practice every single day. I have a motto that says, I want to be embarrassed of the person I was a year ago, spiritually, mentally, physically, in every aspect. I want to be embarrassed of him. So a year from now, this current person, I want to be embarrassed of him. So you have to grow every single year. That's amazing. Hey. Uh, you often find that older generations are in this mindset there that they can't learn from the youth. And I'm amazed to see that you, I'm not calling you old. <laughs> I'm not calling you old. I'm amazed to see that you as being older than some of the people that you've talked to take away so much from them, whether it's the quotes or a little tip yeah. from them that you still able to give forward that message that they gave. And really, we can learn from everything till the end of our lives because we are human. There's a limit to how much we can do in a short time period. Definitely. And in a whole lifetime, you will always be a student. As, as you should be. As you should be. You know, I often ask the, the elder gentlemen who say, you know what, the youth don't know, they don't have experience. I often ask them, can you learn a new language? Because when he was two years old, he learned a new language. <laughs> so who's the more intelligent one and who's the one absorbing more? Mm. We have to drop our egos and understand that in life, you're forever the student. You will never be the master. There, there will always be somebody better. That's there should always be somebody better. So if you the most intelligent person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> Leave the room and find a room where you're actually the dumbest in the room mm. and learn something. And then move on to the next room. This is how we grow. We cannot think that we know everything. It's impossible for anyone to know everything. Only Allah knows everything. So who do we think we are? <laughs> Drop the ego. 
drop the mindset that says, I don't need to learn anything else and get a growth mindset because in the growth mindset, this is where the, the fun of life happens. Man. This is where the, <laughs> the garden starts growing beautiful flowers and it's just amazing. People are attracted to you. You're attracted to knowledge. It's just an unbelievable feeling. I can't even explain it to you. It really is. Uh, <laughs> you know, that uh, we had this um, saying in my class a few years ago. It was a joke, but it mm. had really good meaning. It's all about the mindset. And uh, we used to just throw it around. You know, mm. We were young. Uh, one of the boys even dared me to say it on the radio. Okay. And we were in Torben at the time and it was fun and stuff. Yeah, but it, it is literally all about the mindset, you know. If you have a good mindset, if you're ready to learn, if you lower your ego, you don't let pride get in your way, you can go so much further as a person in comparison to somebody who does Definitely. Just that's, live that's on exactly their pedestal. You know? and, and your classmates were right and you're right. It is all about the mindset. It really is. <laughs> Jazakallah for coming. Alhamdulillah. It's uh, fantastic. Can contact you at Motivation. Yeah. M-O-E-T-I-V-A-T-I-O-N-S. Motivation essay. Motivation essay. Yeah, on all platforms. You'll get me there. Um, Instagram is my main platform. So if there is anyone who wants to contact regarding the, the youth mentorship program, um, I do it at schools. I give workshops talks at schools, um, mainly schools. I really enjoy it. Um, I enjoy working with the youth, but of course, corporate events in that as well in terms of team building. Cheer. It works across the board. And then in terms of, uh, do you only do it at schools or is there a period of time where you will do it at a certain venue? Not just for like corporate meetings yes, and stuff, yes. but like just... A general uh, if the demand is there, we will definitely have a convention. Um, of course, that is the bigger aim and we have to aim high. So the aim is to have a motivational convention with the best speakers around to be able to motivate people. We're going through a tough time at the moment in life worldwide, not just in South Africa. So if we can motivate someone, we can make them believe in themselves. Who knows? Things can change. You know, <laughs> people can change. Things can change. I mean, I'm loving proof that people can change. It's amazing how. How could you feel when someone can inspire you? I was in standard eight, standard seven, standard eight. So what's that? Grade nine, grade 10 now. And there's a guy who came to our school um, promoting health and fitness. He wrote a little book about health and fitness. Changed my life. And how many lives have I impacted from that? So who knows? Maybe me coming here, speaking, changes someone's <laughs> life and they impact other people's lives. And like sure. I said, well, we have to give something back. Gee. We can't just leave this world Taking, taking, taking. There's a beautiful Arab uh, poem. And I can end off on this note for you. There's this beautiful Arab poem that says, when a baby is born, it comes into this world with its fists clenched, saying, I am a greedy man. I'm going to take everything. And when that same human being dies, it dies with its palms open, saying, I left with nothing. So make sure that whatever you do between the period of, you know, on the, on the headstone, it has the year you were born and it has the year you passed away. But in between, there's a dash. Make that dash count. Make it count. <laughs> I've never thought of it like that, but yeah. <laughs> Jazakallah for coming. It was I mean, a pleasure to have you here, especially for our speech contest that just happened. Jazakallah for judging that. I mean, uh you have a wonderful school and may Allah take you from strength to strength and I hope to be back here soon inshallah, inshallah for motivation <laughs> <laughs>
could not have made this audio adventure possible without the incredible contribution of Maulana Aslam Raja, Appa Amira Hajjat, and the brilliant minds of the Kurtuba Islamic Academy podcast team. Remember to hit the subscribe button and follow us on social media to stay up to date with our latest episodes. This has been a Kurtuba Islamic Academy production. Stay tuned for more.